0: Hi, this is Anita from the Dusty Roads Podcast. Today, I want to talk a little bit about family history work, or in other words, Vietnamese genealogy, or searching for your family tree. If you happen to be Vietnamese or Vietnamese descent, or if you happen to even be Asian descent, this could be an interesting podcast for you to be able to tell a little bit, maybe how do you find your roots? How do you find your family? Vietnamese genealogy, like a lot of the genealogies in Asia, are kept in what is known as Zipha or a family book. It's basically the book is it's a family book or clan book. And it's the center of most family history research in Vietnam. You know, the books are very much a part of the Confucian teaching in Vietnam. Families have been keeping these books for, for these records for many, many generations. So if you are Vietnamese, if your family happens to have a family book or you need to be able to find which person in your family holds that book, you could find your family history going back 22, 24 generations or even longer. But the but the genealogy works a little different than what we do in the West. Usually what they've done is they've designated an important relative that went back like those 22 generations, like this is the most important, and then they worked it forward, where we try to start with ourselves and we work it back. So this is a little bit different. But the problem with a lot of these books where uh, when you're doing, if you're doing family history research in – other parts of the world, or especially if you're European descent, you can go onto websites as Ancestry or family search. You can be able to find many of those records, or the records that you want. You know, the birth, the the um, marriage, the death. Um, you know, even immigration records. You can find. You know, census records. You can find all those things online quite re- that are quite readily available. But if you are Vietnamese, that's not the case because 90% of all family books are in the hands of individual clans. So that is why with like Asian genealogy or Asian family research, one of the most important things you need to know or understand is what is your hometown? And this is kind of an interesting cultural thing because here in Vietnam, people might say, well, my hometown is this or my hometown is that. And even though maybe they would have been born in Hanoi or born in Ho Chi Minh, maybe they've lived in those cities their entire lives, but they still most of them understand where their hometown is or where their family came from. And this is really essential and important because in Vietnam, there are very few last names. In fact, you know, you will find that most of the people you know will have the same names and it can really, really get confusing. I find like even here in Vietnam, and I have to write little notes to myself like, uh, this is the Phong that I met here. This is the Zoom I met here. This is the, you know, Huynh I met here. This is the Nook I met here. Because you know, they could all have the same exact names and they may even look the same. And then you'll find out that they are completely different people. And so it's really, really important here to be able to, to understand that. The other thing which is interesting about these family history books is there was a Vietnamese scholar, and he was in the court of the king, uh, Li Tran, and he instructed the Vietnamese people way back in the early 1800s to keep a record of their families. He said, scholars may amend the family genealogy once every generation. So that is also another reason why you find that many of the Vietnamese families keep and hold these family books, because it's tradition. They've been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years. And then somebody gets assigned; they're going to be in charge of the book, and there'll be people that update the book, and they will be somebody who will be able to, you know, ensure that the book is kept up to record. Uh, we once I was biking with a friend of mine, um, Carrie, on the other side of Hanoi. And this, uh, we saw somebody that we knew actually somebody from our church that we attend and we said, where are you going? He says, well, I'm on my way to my family temple. Would you like to come see it? We said, sure. So we rode our bikes back and we, uh, you know, went into the temple and there, it was quite an amazing experience because there, there he was and written on the wall was all of his family's genealogy. They had a place to worship. This, this family had their own little tiny, you know, like family Buddhist temple And, you know, that's not uncommon. You might find many families sort of have that. They sort of have like a little temple for their family. They keep the records of all of their family um, history there, and that becomes their place to be able to keep these records. But what was really interesting about all of this, it was only the names of the male relatives. So this becomes a problem in many of the Asian genealogies is that maybe they only kept the record of the men and they didn't acknowledge or keep the record of the women so that can become a bit of a problem now that's not all families some families did because there's nothing that was set in stone to decide the the problem with a lot of these family books for like the asian genealogy is it really was a matter what the family standard was and it was a matter of who was keeping the record Obviously, some people are better than others. They would write down the names correctly. They would write down the wives. They even write down different life events. They would keep track of everything. But then others would be barely have anything. They'd only have like, here's the father, here's the son, and that's it. There wouldn't be merit at all. So the other problem with these records is they're not a standardized record. You know, when you're looking at genealogy records, let's say, let's say in you know Germany or or Sweden or those places, they had some standardized things that went back pretty far. So you know, generally speaking, Scandinavian genealogy or even German genealogy can be relatively more easy than let's say some other places because a lot of times the churches kept the record, and the churches sort of had a standard that they followed, and there was information there of the different families. So family history in Vietnam really starts at the basis with the family book, and it really starts at the basis with the family itself. So the first thing you need to do is you need to understand where you're from. And if you don't understand that, you need to find a way to understand that. The other problem, too, is because these are traditional books, these are cultural books, these are family books, you know, different clans might have different rules according to who can see the book. For example some clans might believe or some families might believe that only certain ancestors can access a book so some families might have very strict roles or very strict policies who can see the books some might say only our male ancestors can see the books and the other one um, could be that a family might have a secret in there there might be some kind of long buried secret they're afraid that will get out maybe their ancestor was somebody terrible or maybe something else happened and so they don't want people to see it so they may want to keep the book secret and not let anybody see it you know and other families they don't care they they think anybody can be able to see it and they're happy to share it so really if you are especially coming from overseas and you're looking to say how do i find my family how do i find my roots in vietnam it's really going to depend upon your family and what the rules are the regulations are and how they feel about all these different things I've written quite a long, extensive blog about this, about, you know, I go into like the family names, I go into the different types of names, understand the names, you know, because, you know, there are very few names in in Vietnamese. Most, you know, you will find that there's very, very few, in fact, and this can make it very complicated. On top of that, the first names are very different. I have some ideas here of other ways you can interview with family members, how you can um, talk to them how you can get information for them, then if you absolutely don't know where your hometown is or you know where your hometown is, but you can't find any of your family or you can't find any information, I give some ideas of ways that maybe you can go about and do that. We'll put a link in our description to this blog if you'd be interested and be able to learn and to find out more. This is Anita from the Dusty Roads Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We truly do appreciate you. And we hope that you'll subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. We'd love to be able to hear from you and what you think about Uh, this podcast. Thank you so much for being part of our community. And we'd also like to thank Rinko for doing the technical part of this to make this all possible.